0: This audio is presented by Hacker Noon, where anyone can learn anything about any technology. The Building of the City by Jean-Henri Fabre The Storybook of Science by Jean-Henri Fabre is part of the Hacker Noon book series. You can jump to any chapter in this book here. The Building of the CITYCHAPTER3 The Building of the City They are noble workers, began Uncle Paul, many a time, when the morning sun begins to warm up, I have taken pleasure in observing the activity that reigns around their little mounds of earth, each with its summit pierced by a hole exit and entrance. There are some that come from the bottom of this hole. Others follow them, and still more, on and on. They carry between their teeth a tiny grain of earth, an enormous weight for them. Arrived at the top of the mound, they let their burden fall, and it rolls over the slope, and they immediately descend again into their wool. They do not play on the way, or stop with their companions to rest a while. Oh. No. The work is urgent, and they have so much to do. Each one arrives, serious, with its grain of earth, deposits it, and descends in search of another. What are they so busy about? They are building a subterranean town, with streets, squares, dormitories, storehouses. They are hollowing out a dwelling place for themselves and their family. At a depth where rain cannot penetrate they dig the earth and pierce it with galleries, which lengthen into long communicating streets, subdivided into short ones, crossing one another here and there sometimes ascending, sometimes descending, and opening into large halls. These immense works are executed grain-by-grain, drawn by strength of the jaws. If anyone could see that black army of miners at work under the ground, he would be filled with astonishment. They are there by the thousands, scratching, biting, drawing, pulling, in the deepest darkness. What patience! What efforts! And when the grain of sand has at last given way, how they go off, head held high and proud, carrying it triumphantly above. I have seen ants, whose heads tottered under the tremendous load, exhaust themselves in getting to the top of the mound. In jostling their companions, they seem to say, see how I work. And nobody could blame them, fourth pride of work is a noble pride. Little by little, at the gate of the town, that is to say at the edge of the hole, this little mound of earth is piled up, formed by excavated material from the city that is being built. The larger the mound, the larger the subterranean dwelling, it is plain. Hollowing out these galleries in the ground is not all. They must also prevent landslides, fortify weak places, uphold the vaults with pillars, make partitions. These miners are then seconded by carpenters. The first carry the earth out of the ant hill; the second bring the building materials. What are these materials? They are pieces of timber work, beams, and small joists, suitable for the edifice. A tiny little bit of straw is a solid beam for a ceiling. The stem of a dry leaf can become a strong column. The carpenters explore the neighboring forests, that is to say the tufts of grass, to choose their pieces. Good. See this covering of an oat grain. It is very thin, dry, and solid. It will make an excellent plank for the partition they are constructing below. But it is heavy, enormously heavy. The ant that has made the discovery draws backward and makes itself rigid on its six feet. No success. The heavy mass does not move. It tries again, all its little body trembling with energy. Theo at husk just moves a tiny bit. The ant recognizes its powerlessness. It goes off. Will it abandon the piece? Oh. No. When one is an ant, one has the perseverance that commands success. Here it is coming back with two helpers. One sizes the oat in front, the others hitch themselves to the side, and behold. I trolls, it advances, it will get there. There are difficult steps, but the ants they meet along the route will give them a shoulder. They have succeeded, not without trouble. The ode is at the entrance to the underground city. Now things become complicated. The piece gets awry, leaning against the edge of the hole, it cannot enter. Helpers hasten up. 10, 20 Unite their efforts without success. Two or three of them, engineers perhaps, detach themselves from the band, and seek the cause of this insurmountable resistance. The difficulty is soon solved. They must put the piece with the point at the bottom. The ode is drawn back a little, so that one end overhangs the hole. One ant seizes this end while the others lift the end that is on the ground, and the piece, turning a somersault, falls into the well, but ice-prudently held on to by the carpenters clinging to the sides. You may perhaps think, my children, that the miners mounting with their grain of earth would stop from curiosity before this mechanical prodigy? Not at all, they have not time. They pass with their loads of excavated material, without a glance at the carpenters' work. In their ardor they are even bold enough to slide under the moving beams, at the risk of being crippled. Let them look out. That is their affair. One must eat when one works so hard. Nothing creates an appetite like violent exercise. Milkmaid ants go through the ranks. They have just milked the cows on Dare now distributing the milk to the workers. Here Emil burst out laughing. But that is not really and truly so, said he Tohi's uncle. Milkmaid ants, cows, milk. It is a fairy tale like Motharambouazine's. Emil was not the only one to be surprised at the peculiar expressions Uncle Paul had used. Mother Amboisine no longer turned her spindle, Jacques did not plate his wickers, Jules and Claire stared with wide-open eyes. All thought it a jest. No, my dears, said Uncle Paul. I am not jesting. No. I have not exchanged the truth for a fairy tale. It is true there are milkmaid ants and cows. But as that demands some explanation, we will put off the continuation of the story until tomorrow. Emile drew Jules off into a corner, and said to him in confidence, Uncle's true stories are very amusing much more so than Mother Amboisine's tales. To hearth rest about those wonderful cows I would willingly leave my nose arc. About Hacker Noon book series, we bring you the most important technical, scientific, and insightful public domain books. This book is part of the public domain. Jean-Henri Fabre, 2018. The Story Book of Science. Urbana, Illinois. Project Gutenberg. Retrieved https colon slash slash www. Gutenberg. Org, cache, EPUB, 56795, PG 56795 images. HTML This ebook is for the use of anyone anywhere at no cost and with almost no restrictions whatsoever. You may copy it, give it away, or reuse it under the terms of the Project Gutenberg license included with this ebook or online at www.gutenberg.org, located at https://www.gutenberg. Org. Policy. License. HTML. Thank you for listening to this Hackernoon story, read by Artificial Intelligence. Visit hackernoon.com to read, write, learn, and publish.